As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh for Los Angeles Angels and 66ers Baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up, folks? It is your boy, Johnny Mags. Joined as always with, and you're listening to another edition of the All Angels Podcast, coming back at you for another week of Angels Baseball. But before we get going, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or even show, and rates them on a scale of 1 to 10 to let you know you're getting the best deal a green dot makes it a great deal. A yellow dot makes it a good deal. And a red dot, not so good deal. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. Check them out, SeatGeek. All right, guys. So, not a very exciting week in Angels baseball. If you're an Angels fan, obviously you're listening to this show, so you wouldn't be listening to it if you weren't an Angels fan, but it was a yeah. tough week. It was yeah. a tough week. Uh, we're going to get into the weekend review. We're going to go into uh, news and, and all that good stuff. Uh, but as we always do for a segment of the show, take a look back at the week of Angels baseball. And when we recorded on Wednesday, we were playing the Texas Rangers, and you guys heard heard us kind of giving updates of the score at the time. And, you know, the Angels are trying trying to avoid that sweep, and uh, it didn't really work out. They... They lost to Texas 5-4. to four. Matt Harvey pitched four and a third. He gave up five hits, four earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts. Uh, the bullpen, though, three and two-thirds yeah. of scoreless baseball. Yeah, and again, something that the Angels have had to depend on, for better or for worse, is that bullpen. And, um, you know, it, for a while there, they're like the top bullpen in baseball, and you kind of knew that wasn't going to last. But they're still one of the top five bullpens um, in baseball right now. So, Again, something that the Angels are, are having to depend on, but, you know, hopefully not for much longer. Absolutely. You know, you, you don't want to tax that bullpen. There's a lot of live arms in there, and you don't want – you don't want you know, these are guys who have not thrown a lot of innings in, in their major league careers, and you don't want to throw them out there all the time to, to do that. But the Angels took an early 2 nothing lead, uh, but then Texas takes the lead in the fifth for good. But, you know, the only good thing about today today's game or that day's game was Lestella's home run that he hit. 2-2 to Lestella. He'll hit this one out toward right center field. Hit well. Mazarek giving chase onto the track. Pulls up. That's into the bullpen. A solo home run. For top of Lestella, it's 5-3 Texas. Break a ball the heart of the plate. This short through the baseball for Lestella. And that was pretty much a bright spot there for the Angels. I mean, it was a close game. Um, Bohr got ejected in the ninth inning. Yeah. Questionable, questionable strike zone. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want it to be like an overall theme, but I mean, the umpiring, umpiring, not just in Angels baseball, but um, I think just Major League Baseball in general, I think it has been very sketchy, I guess is a good word for it. But Questionable, yeah, at yeah, least. Um, you know, but at the same time, you can't get thrown out in a situation like that. You're a one, one-run game. Everything kind of matters at that point. But, again, I I, I think Boar is just – I think he's feeling the pressure. I mean, honestly, I think new team, slow start, team struggling. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at least – not feeling that at least a little bit. Yeah, it's got to be wearing on him. So the Angels get swept by Texas. Obviously, that's a team you don't want to get swept by. You know, not to say that Texas isn't a good team, but they're not the best team. 
And uh, yeah, it was it was not a good four game set for the Angels, especially at home too. That's what kind of killed it. Uh, Thursday again, we started a series against the, the Mariners at the Big A. Now this one, to say the least, was not a pitcher's duel. Um, <laughs> Stratton went five innings, gave up seven hits, six earned runs, three walks. Um, Stratton, you want you want to see him not fall behind right away, and it's kind of be, be you know it's been a a theme of his, yeah, to fall behind early. Um, it always seems like too uh, uh, a bad one, a, one bad inning. Whether it's the first, the, you know, this game would be the second inning where he gives up yeah. four. But there's always seems to be that one inning where he can't stop it from snowballing. Where if he reduces it to maybe a two run second inning and then he gives up one in the third, okay, you can deal with a three a three run, um, you know, three runs over what he five innings. That's right. fine. But it just seems like. Once that snowball starts going, he has a really hard time of stopping it. And it's just like they fall behind so early. They fall behind 4 nothing, like you said, after 2. The Angels got on the board, and then they trailed 5-2 into the 6th when Healy hits his second dinger to put the M's up 7-2. at And you know what? They added three more runs on a jack, on a, I think a home run by, I think it was the catcher, uh, Navarez or whatever his name is. That put the Mariners up 10-2. at On the bottom of the 7th, the Angels scored 7 to cut the lead to 1. And then in the 8th, the little scrappy David Fletcher with a home run. Fletcher lines one out to deep left center field. Alex Smith going back at the wall. Good! Big fly for David Fletcher! We're tied at 10! Yeah, but, you know, the Ams score the winning run on a hit by Jay Bruce against the shift. You know, they fell behind early, and that's kind of what did them in. You know, yeah, there's just, yeah, I mean, it was a great, it. valiant effort. And it was a fun game. I, I think at a certain point, I can't remember if, I was, if it was you I was texting or, or Jason. It might have been our friend Jason, but it might have been both. But wah, wah, wah. At, a, at a certain point, I just felt like, you know what, let's just make this interesting. Let's just not get blown. And they did. And and I get an update on my phone, and, and I was like, okay, I got to change the channel back because they were, they, were, yeah. they were scoring. They got the yeah. seven. And then, you know, it does suck to see that that kind of effort coming back. Time just uh, And then giving it uh, right back in the ninth. And if you guys listen to our, our Miami Rank uh, interview, uh, we posted a couple of days ago. Um, he kind of, he kind of mentioned he's like it just seems like every single time we we shift on a guy he always yeah. goes the other way. Where when the team shift shift against us, we seem to be hitting it right, like oh, right to where the guy is playing and you know in deep right field kind of thing. Uh, the shift, man, that's uh, just take us away. just play straight up, man. You know, baseball was invented with these players in those positions for a reason, and ah, oh, man, ah, oh, jeez, crazy. So anyway, the Angels lose uh, 11-10 to the Mariners. Uh, They scored 10 runs on 16 hits. That's pretty amazing. I mean, you've got to give it up to them. Yeah, I mean. On that end. uh, Yeah, offensively, yeah, it was, like you said, it was definitely not a pitcher's duel, that's for sure. No. So Friday came, and it was at the Big A. And again, same results. The Angels lose 5-3. Pena pitched this game. He went five innings, gave up two hits. Three earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts. But they fell behind. 3-0 Three nothing after four innings. The Angels tied the game up at three, thanks to this man. That is out toward deep left center field. Big fly for Mike Trout. We're tied at three. A no doubter right there. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. He does it again. This man is incredible, but only to give up two home runs in the ninth by Cody Allen, right. and that put the Mariners up for good, five to three. And we'll get to it a little bit later in the in the email portion of it. But Cody Allen has been struggling really, really bad recently. And, yeah. And for a guy that you were hoping to be the kind of shutdown closer that you wanted and needed, while Middleton's coming back from Tommy John, um, he just has not had his form the last handful of times he's been out um, out of the bullpen, looking to either close a game or hold a hold game, the game hold a game to. Um, for a tie, because and when you're especially when you're at home with like the like the Angels were, um, you necessarily don't need to hold on to your closer because you, there, there's not going to be a save opportunity right. either at that point in the ninth. Either a you're walking off or you know they score and then you have to kind of come from behind. So a lot of people were crushing Osmus about bringing them in in a tied game, which I didn't really, I didn't really have an issue with it because at the in the ninth. If he gets through that one, two, three, now the Angels have an opportunity to, to walk it off, and you're not going to save a closer for something that's not going to need a closing situation. Right, right. So, frustrating game, obviously. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were there. 
just just a frustrating game to watch. Uh, three runs on nine hits. It tells you that they left a lot of runners on base. Maybe that's kind of a t- that's kind of a theme you'll see throughout the throughout the week. <sighs> you'll see all X amount of hits. Guys but, left on base. Yeah. Hits, left, guys left on base. There was situations where, you know, the Angels had opportunities and just oh, couldn't. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely. It's frustrating. Saturday rolled in uh, at the Big A against the M's, and uh, the results again are the same. I was there again, too. You were there again, huh? Hmm. 5K. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. 5K. So Cahill goes four and a third, gives up six hits, oh, five earned runs. Yeah. Five, four and a third, six hits, five earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. They fell behind quickly. Lead off home run for Hanniger. Then later in the inning, Vogelbach homers. The Mariners just seem to be freaking smashing home runs left and right. It was it was funny too because I think this is the yeah it was it was weird at a certain point it was um I can't remember if it was this game or the Friday game but the Mariners had like two two runs or three runs on you know two hits or something yeah. like that, where where it was like walks and and other stuff like that came back and bit the the Angels in the ass but it was like. They either strike out or they hit a home run. There wasn't a whole lot in between for the Mariners for a lot of these uh, a lot of these series. Yeah, Angels score in the second on uh, Pujols RBI double. That RBI uh, tied Pujols with Babe Ruth on the all time list uh, for RBIs. And then in the fourth, M's tack on two more. Then another run in the fifth. Then the Angels cut the lead of five four. They stayed back and forth from there. And then Pujols homers in the ninth, passing Babe Ruth. Bringing the Halos within one. Albert drills one out to deep left center field. He's going to watch this one go. Big fly for Albert Pujols, and the Angels are down one. And with that home run, the RBI, Albert Pujols now passes Babe Ruth. So the cool thing about having Albert Pujols on our team is that we get to see milestones. Yeah, that was there, and it was real cool. Even when he tied, uh, when he tied Babe Ruth up with a double, he he you know was on second base. You know the crowd was really cool about it. Um, took his cap off or his helmet off, tipped his cap to the to the crowd, which was really, really cool. And then the same thing when he hit the home run, everyone understood what the significance of it. Whether or not you agree with the signing of Pujols or how he's ge- how he's getting playing time or whatever, like at that point you felt everyone there knew how significant something yeah. like that was. Passing you know a, a legend like Babe Ruth in any kind of category is right. Crazy. You got to respect the game, uh, what he's done even before. Well, that home run brought with the Angels within one, but that's all. The Angels lose six to five again. Five runs, thirteen hits with the Mariners. Sixteen, six on, runs. Yeah, ten left on base, which is uh, is unbelievable. Ten left on base, two for eleven this game with runners in scoring position. Something that um, you know, I don't know, I don't know necessarily how you, I don't know if you want to say coach the clutch gene or how you produce the clutch gene. Like I don't, I don't believe in that. It's either you, you, you know, but. It, to me, it's it's just crazy to see these kind of numbers, but yet when it's you know one or two guys producing in the lineup, they always seem to be on different ends of the lineup where they're never like stacked behind each other to where they can work on the the second you know trout the two holes getting hits, but then no one until the seventh right guy is, is getting hit, so you can't really um, put them back to back. Yeah, frustrating the game. Angels lose. I think it was a six game losing streak heading into Sunday's game on the twenty first Easter Sunday. The Angels use the opener. Yeah, so yeah. that was something that was new. Um, you know, and actually, um, as we record this on Wednesday, um, before the game, but this came out probably like a couple hours ago, that they're going to do it again today with, with Cam as the opener, and then you would think Felix would come in after him because before today he was set to be the starter. And kind of what they did with um, Robles being the opener and Jaime uh being the I don't know second dude yeah I don't know I don't, we know that what the opener is called I don't know about the second what the second guy is called right but, um, the second guy yeah the second guy so we'll see how that works because as we record right now they're gonna the game's probably half an hour away so we'll see how that goes and if it succeeds again you know maybe it's something especially for these young guys or these guys that aren't have a lot of innings underneath them like Jaime where, where last year was his rookie year right. Pena where he's you know you still have questions whether or not he can be a uh, a starting pitcher that can go deep into games. Maybe for those kind of pitchers, this is the answer for them. Yeah. So, as you mentioned, Robles started the game, pitched one inning, followed by Berea, who went five, gave up four hits. One earned run, he pitched good. Right. The Angels grabbed the lead, finally, on a Kevin Smith two-run home run. Then Estella homered twice. He'll hit this one out to deep right field. Hanniger pulls up. This one is gone for Tommy Lestella. Goes big fly yet again. The Angels lead us 3-1. to one. And early attacking a first pitch. Tommy Boy, fifth 
home run of the season. 11 RBI. That got a quick 390-foot home run. Tommy Lestella to lead things off. And he'll drive one out toward right center field. Are you kidding me? What's gotten into this guy? He's Tommy Boy. Big fly for Tommy Lestella. 7-1 Halos. And with that, that tied Lestella with the team lead with home runs with Mike Trout. Yeah, and I think that also put him at a career high for home runs. Yeah, it did. Out of April yet, so, it did. Um, how weird uh, less than a month makes because I think what the first four games, five games he played, he didn't get a home run at all. People were, know, he didn't get a hit at all. People right? were calling for his head. He and everything like that. And then yeah. since his first home run, he's, he's batted uh, 324, six home runs, 11 RBI, wow. sitting 853. Um, so he's definitely a hot hand. And it's kind of funny. He's... Um, Guy we talked, I talked to online. Uh, we we have him on uh, Instagram, and he was brought up. Oh, Lestella, why are you pitching Lestella here? Why is Lestella? And then boom, he hits a home run. And then this game. So now ever since then, every single time he does something, especially on Easter, Lestella will text back and forth. Lestella, and now we're planning to to uh, go to Angel Stadium and start yelling uh, MVP, MVP, oh, Lestella, wow. and, and just you know have a little fun with it. But yeah, Lestella's, <laughs> um, you know. Again, defensively, you're eh, but offensively, he's producing, and you kind of have to, uh, between him and Goodwin, they both have this, the really hot hand for the Angels lineup right yeah. now, and even as much as I say as Trout, because yeah. you, know, you, you need that kind of production. Right yeah, now. as you said, Goodwin also hit a home run, and that put the Angels up 8-1, to one, headed into the ninth, and the M's rally would fall a little short. Noe Ramirez and Cody Allen struggle. Yep. Luis Garcia comes in and shut the door, and the Angels finally win. Eight to six. Eight runs on 11 hits for the Angels. Yeah, and kind of going back, no way, you know, kind of set up the table. So if you look at Allen's line, he's only accredited for one, the, the home run. The one run, the one yeah. um, earned run. But I think a couple of those runs scored were him, but they were inherited. So I think yeah. they're on Noe's. They go to Noe's, yeah. So, and again, Allen didn't even, even produce an out that mm-hmm. inning. He gave that, up that home run. Yeah, that yeah. Um, outing. And so it, it, it just shows again how much he struggled yeah. recently. And for a guy that you were hoping was going to shut down the back end of that bullpen, because that's been a trouble ever since Middleton has been on the DL last year, mm-hmm. hasn't worked out. So now you got to start looking for options. So then that started a new series against the Yankees on Monday at the Big A. Uh, Matt Harvey pitched well. He pitched six innings, gave up three hits, two earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts. The Yankees jumped ahead, one nothing in the first on a Voight home run. And then Lucroy put us on the board with a two-run shot. Lucroy drives one out towards center field. Brett Gardner moving back. Still going back at the wall. Gone! Big fly for Jonathan Lucroy. The Yankees tie it in the third, 2-2 two to two after the Lucroy home run. It stayed 2-2 two to two until the 12th when the Yankees score. But the Angels tie it on a guy that we had mentioned on the previous game on a Goodwin single-off Chapman. They, they came back, and they tied it in the 12th. This was such a weird game. Just Not only did you start playing matchups, so you had, like, four pitch hit for Fletcher. and then Oh, he caught a lot of and then And then turn around, and, he, and then you play Lestella, which is fine. And then, you know, you have Borges. Second run. base. Well, you pitch, well he's, he's in as a DH to pitch run for Smith, which is fine because you want that yeah. on the base pads. The only thing you didn't have in your mind when this is all going on is that Cozart got yeah. him back getting a knee to the head, being woozy. And at this point, what do you, you do? You have no position players left. <laughs> so what they do, you call on the best pitch runner in baseball, Pena. <laughs> oh, man, it, it was crazy. And people, people, this game, guys, and Daniel, you know, this game, I, will, I went to sleep because I, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I went to sleep, and I got your, I got your text where you said, like, oh, it's interesting or something. Like, oh, they probably won. I just went back to see them. I woke up in the morning to check. First thing I did was check, and they lost. But then I go on my social media, and like every never played a, has never played second base in a ever. professional career. I don't yeah. know if that goes even back to like his amateur, high right? School, right. Maybe little league, maybe like a ever. shortstop or whatever. But and you just kind of hope because again, they're out of position players, so they have to. Yeah. They have to use Borges, which means since he was quote unquote the DH, that cancels the DH. Now that spot is open for the posi- the, uh, the pitcher spot. Yeah. So, so, you know, he plays second. I think the second batter, of course, find, like and what they say in baseball, the ball always finds him. Fi- yeah, it finds him. It and, found him. And they found him. He knocked it, did a great diving stop, knocked it down, and, and threw uh, from his knees to get the guy, the speedy yeah. guy out at first and did a great job. And, and I think the reaction from 
um, the guys on the field and they showed some of the guys like Otani and stuff like that on in the bull in the um, dugout was awesome. They were just laughing. They show they show um, Borges doing the little sign of the cross, just like <laughs> that happened. But yeah, but honestly, that was a good part. That was a funny part. I enjoyed that part. But yeah, um, you know, it hurt. I knew at that point when we had kind of canceled the DH. Yeah. Um, the longer the game went, the the worse it was the chances for the Angels because, like you said, they, they yeah they, yeah they, they were, were they were up in the fourteenth. Um, uh, they had I think who was it? they had Luke Roy at, at second and then mm-hmm. they intentionally walk um, Calhoun with two outs to bring the pitcher spot up right and, and like like we said before there was no other position players to, to hit so yeah. you had to go to what you would think is the best pitcher that could hit and then right. Cahill because he has some NL experience and right struck out to uh, end the game. Yeah, um, the error from Lucro opened up the the table for the Yankees to score in the 14th. They eventually won, but this game, when I woke up that morning, social media and people just didn't understand why things were happening, like questioning everything and and just calling for heads made me delete a bunch of <laughs> chat groups on Facebook. So I'm like, yeah, I'm out, um, and my Facebook isn't so bad anymore. But uh, so There's just, that's yeah. part of the game when a game like this happens. This is you know, like you said, you we didn't expect Kozar to freaking get a concussion. Right, exactly. Things like that happen. Yeah. I think the, the the pinch runner had to happen. You didn't need Kevin Smith, like you know, stuff like that. Like yeah, like you said, like, yeah, it, yeah. If it happens, known yeah. That you know, someone would have been injured in a couple innings later. Then yeah, that yeah, would have saved that bullet. But but it, you just it's just people. Uh, yeah, the same people that wanted social fired, want Austin's fired already. So anyway, you know who you are. Yeah. Uh, God. Yesterday's <laughs> game against the Yankees, another loss, seven to five. Stratton struggled again, kinda. I think I f- I feel like he pitched a little bit better. It's, like I said, it's just, just a he, couple mistakes. Exactly, and, and falling it falling behind like, early. And, and it might be just my vision because I'm an Angels fan and I kind of see it through that prism. But it always seems like when the opposing team makes a mistake, Angels get a double. But they yeah. end up stranding the guy at, at second base. Right. The Angels pitcher staff makes a mistake and it's a home run. Right. So it's almost like same thing. He makes mistakes. He, he gives up a home run. Uh, Yankee pitchers give up mistakes. Okay, they give up a double. Or right. A, or hard hit single. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Or they get runners on second and third with one out, and then the bottom of the Angels lineup comes and does nothing or right. something like so, that. Right. Yeah. So it just seems like, okay, well, we got away with that mistake. Where well, the Angels, they make a yeah. mistake. And um, it piles up yeah, on us. Yeah, and it's, like you said, home runs, um, strangling five, giving up four. It's not an ideal start. For- it's not. It's not. Um, they fell behind early again. Um, they have to play catch-up again. Angels get on the board in the fifth, but then they trail 7-1, headed into the bottom of the eighth, and then Board does this. 1-2 from Green. Out to deep right center field. That is long gone. Grand salami time for Justin Bohr. It's a 7-5 game. So the Grand Slam brought the Angels from to within two, but that's as close as they would get. Five runs on eight hits. It, it's just, it sucks ugh. too because because they make as, a comeback. I, yeah, as a fan, and I think it depends on who you ask because I've heard it both ways. I don't know what's worse as far as just blow us out. I go to bed early, not have to worry about it. But then when you are getting blown out, and then maybe in the last one or two innings, make seven inning or seven runs in an inning or four runs in an inning. It just seems to hurt like, a little more too, like, huh? Oh, we're uh. back in it, and now okay, I was gonna go go to sleep, but now you know what? I'm going to invest in next year. Yeah, they might, they yeah, might score in the ninth. Yeah. I was there or I saw it or, yeah. you know, or whatever. But, yeah, I, I, as a fan, I don't know what um, what's harder to take, that or just, like you said, like a, a 10 to 2 loss because you can just kind of, all right, well, they are just, they blew us out and nothing you can do about it. But when you come back, and I mean, you look at all the games um, for the most part this last week, even really going back to the Seattle series, I mean, they're all, you know, 10 to 11, 5, 3, 5, 6, 8, 6, 3, 4, 5, 7. There's not – I mean, the last time they got blowed out was the 16th of April against Texas. Yeah. Everything else has been one or two runs, maybe three runs because they got like an extra one late. But it, it, it just, just kind of sucks that – It's just – It's so – your two or three things go different, and then we're talking not only about them getting swept by the Rangers, but maybe we're talking about them winning, you know um, – 
seven out of eight or right or, or right you know uh, five out of five out of seven or something like something like that that's good news but yeah it just i guess the way that the the ball bounces sometimes and if you look at the scores and the schedule and the way we've lost there's situations where like the angels had runners in scoring position you know runners on yeah, second and third with no with one out and a guy can't hit a fly and, ball for a sack fly it, it costs comes, us it comes down to again, yeah uh, not being able to get base, productive and, outs yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of frustrating when it comes down to that. So, I don't know. They As we record today on Wednesday, they have another game against the Yankees, and they have another game Thursday against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Then it's off to Kansas City for three, and then and Toronto you, for three. And, again, you hope, you know, you hope um, going to Kansas City, Kansas City struggling. Um, you have Monday off, and then you come back, come back to the Big A for – um, I mean, it's going to be a homestand, but it's going to be a quick three-game homestand against the Blue Jays mm-hmm. and – from all accounts, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to be there. Uh, so, I'm pretty excited to so see that. That'd be pretty cool. I'm going to try to get out to his game on, um, during that homestand. I'll try to get there too. Because after that, it, it, they're they're on the road in May for for quite a while. And I mean, you have at Texas, and or you have the Blue Jays. You have what's quote unquote a home game, home series in Mexico. In Mexico against Houston. So you're not going to. I mean, unless you travel. But then after that, they, they're on the road against Detroit. Um, Baltimore and Minnesota, so um, you would like them to get kind of start stacking up some wins before they get on that long road trip. Absolutely. So that wraps up this week in review for Angels Baseball. Uh, you have any news you want to get into before we yeah, get into? Yeah, I'm going to try to avoid. Uh, well, there's not really any big news right now. That again, I'm going to try to avoid because we're going to get to some of it mm-hmm. later in the emails. But yeah. I guess one of the bigger news, and everyone's been asking about it is Otani. Um, again, it doesn't... Osmus did rule out that he wasn't... That April's a no-go. They definitely said he's not going to go um, bring him back in October. So everyone's thinking now maybe that it just happens to be that what next Tuesday is Otani Rookie of the Year sweatshirt day at the Big A, the first game against Toronto. So, mm. you know, it would be kind of nice to see him there as his first game. But, you know, it's, as of today, he faced live pitching today, had four bats, um, you know, definitely a, a a a good barometer. Now they see these game live pitching, um, kind of like a sim game kind of deal. Um, Osmus said he had two walks, a ball that would have been a double. So I guess it depends on who you um, who you believe. But at least he's in there taking ra- uh, taking swings, taking reps. But again, I guess that's the kind of the biggest news we have right now. That's not uh, oh, connected to our. And we're sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. And, but, yeah, so that's the good news with Otani. Upton yesterday, I believe, um, just barely took his walking boot off. Has not been yes. um, not have, has not been uh, released to do running activity yet, so he's still quite a, uh, quite a while away, and you can see that, too, because he got moved to the six-day DM yeah. room for some guys. Ugh. But, um, you know, other than that, you know, uh, Skaggs, uh, well, that's an email thing we'll get back to later. But, yeah, you know, for the most part, that's it. That's um, – you know, kind of like what we were saying, um, pitching needs to be better. Um, they're 21st in earned runs. That's not good when there's only 30 teams. Yeah. Um, 17th in batting average against again out of 30 teams. So they're kind of they're kind of the middle in of the, the pack middle. there. But yeah, the pitching is definitely what seems to be um, hurting the Angels right now. So yeah, we'll like see, we'll see when they get people like Skaggs and those guys back. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll get that. into that with the. I know there's a couple emails that yeah. you know ask about that. So. Uh, before we get into our commercials, I'd like to take a minute to, you know, uh, talk about our, our newest sponsor. Uh, since we started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. And I don't always know who's going to win, but what I do know is where to go. And that answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks and the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. So visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ANGELS when creating your account to claim 50% off bonus. Laying down $100, you've now got an extra 50 to play. What if I want to lay down like 100 bones or something? Well, it could be whatever, <laughs> or clams. Yeah, that yeah. Be, yeah, they're clams. That's mybookie. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code ANGELS. So you play, you win, and then you get paid. And you also work for more sponsors. Yeah. 
Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hood Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsors, GroomGoon.com and www.epicradiotv.com. And of course, MyBookie and SeatGeek, our newest sponsors. So thank you guys. And of course, if we haven't mentioned it before, we actually didn't mention it at the beginning of the show, but you guys have been listening. We are now we are now part of the Armchair Media Network of podcasts. Uh, check out Armchair Angels on Instagram. Uh, that's kind of our little what is it partnership? Yeah, yeah that's a good I would one. say partnership is definitely they're cool. They let us kind of do our own thing, and you know we we help them kind of get angel mm-hmm. viewers to the site. So. Um, definitely helps out with everything, um, us, and we try to help them as well. Yeah, check out their website. It's www.armchairallamericans.com. And uh, not just ba- Angels baseball, but, but it's sports, sports in general. In general. Uh, the draft is coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, football yeah. fans, uh, college football fans too, especially if you want to see where your guys go. Um, a great place to check that stuff out. Absolutely. All right, so as we always do, our segment of the show, the weekly poll question, Daniel. Yeah, so this kind of happened. I got this idea um, – as we recorded, because I think it happened Wednesday um, when we recorded our last podcast. But this poll question, for everyone who doesn't know, um, every week we put a poll question on Twitter. That's Halo underscore Haven on Twitter. Um, go and vote. But with everything going on, and it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, it always seems like we have a, this kind of conversation maybe once or twice a year. But it comes up again. Bat flips. How do you feel about them? Um, 79% said they like them. 21% said they hate them. And this all stems from the... Um, I think his name was Tim Anderson doing a bat flip, kind of um, yeah. not necessarily a stare down as far as to the opponent. It was more a bat flip, look at my dugout and try to get my own guys hyped. Um, Kansas City didn't like it. Next time he comes up, he wears one, and you know, then uh, a baseball fight comes out, and that's kind of a bunch of just pushing and not really doing. Ah, it's, but, yeah. it's a bunch of nothing. I, it's a bunch of malarkey. I, I don't. I the the, the bat flip. And I'll, I'll go, I'll reference the Adam Rank interview that you did. Um, yeah. If you bat flip, just, just be ready to get hit. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't mind it. Uh, like Adam said, like, I don't mind it. Go ahead and do it. But don't get mad when you get plunked because you are showing up the pitcher. So if if he's going to plunk you, then just be ready for it. And don't just, get mad. It's just, it is what it is. It's just kind of funny, though, too, because MLB, the whole lead up to the season, and even now, so their whole, um, I think it started at the end of last year, actually, the whole... Uh, let the kids play. You, you saw Trout. You saw um, you know, Lindor, Josh, and Lindor Stanton. You, uh, you saw a bunch of young, young, great talent in MLB saying, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, bat flip, and I'm gonna hit 50 home runs or whatever." But and then it happens, and then dude gets plunked. So I think it's kind of weird that MLB is saying, "Let them have fun. Let them be." Um, let the kids play, but at the end of the day, it's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna punk you if we do. Let the kids them. play. Let them kids play. I just feel and and Marcus, uh, yeah, Marcus Stroman of the of the Toronto had a great point. They interviewed him. They asked him because you know at this point they go around asking all the pitchers how they feel about it. So if you're gonna bat flip, and I'm paraphrasing here, but if you're gonna bat flip and do that, that's fine. It's my fault for um, giving it up, which is totally the truth. But if I turn around and strike you out. You know, the next couple of times, and I do a little shimmy or a little fist pumps. Guess what? You can't complain about it. It, mm-hmm. it goes both ways, and you see that with pitchers. Bases loaded, jam, no outs. You get you know a strikeout, double play, and they're out of it. They come off fist pumping, yeah. yelling. Whether it's at well, the I don't mind either. At yeah, themselves, at the bullpen or at their uh, teammates, or whatever. But to me, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. And I just wish they would let the 
offensive players have the same kind of excitement. I Just don't be Fernando Ronnie and do it prematurely. <laughs> I was at that game, by the way. Yeah, so, so was I. Um, all right, so that does it for our weekly poll question. Uh, again, if you guys uh, follow us on Twitter, that's Halo underscore Haven, and that's where you'll find all the poll questions. So let's get into our emails, and you can email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Our first email comes from Lamar Washington. He said, different week, same story, fellas. At what point do you say, okay, it's getting a bit ridiculous. Although they played okay and battled back, they just fall behind and can't quite finish the comeback. I'm getting a little frustrated. I think we all are. Yeah, I think I think as fans, it's normal to be frustrated. But I would just say at this point to be frustrated, but don't go crazy. Like people Don't be say, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> people want to say, wah, wah, wah. do this, do that. But at the, at the end of it, a lot of people like to say what to do, but not a lot of people like to say, okay, what are you going to do? In, in well, what's your, what's your answer to it? You, you can't just let somebody go, so you're going to let them go. What are you gonna, what's the yeah, next move? okay, let's DFA Cahill, Harvey, and um, Stratton. Who are we calling up? Who are you calling up? <laughs> Canning, obviously. But other than that, what are you going to do? Um, are there going to be better options? Right. And, and I, for one, and you also, I think we agree on this, you know, if the Angels were going to make the playoffs, it was going to be by the skin of their teeth. They were not. Wow. They were necessarily going to be. I thought they were going to barely make it. You thought they were going to make it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that they're struggling right now doesn't be, surprise. Yeah, going to be a surprise. So when people are saying, "Oh, they're going to lose the division," well, we never <laughs> thought they were going to win the division anyway. Come so on, guys. So what, what happened there? You know, this team is definitely built. Definitely, definitely built for the future. It's not built for now. It's probably not even built, honestly, for 2020. <clears throat> 2021, 2022 is probably going to be. Oh, the year you see a lot of improvement, not only probably record-wise, but just the product on the field as far as young, upcoming talent. I mean, you have, yeah. like I said, a Kansas, Marsh, a Suarez, a, a Marsh, and Adele, Adele uh, Jemai Jones, Rengifo. Rengifo, you're going to have, you know, hopefully Ward Thice can do something. Mm. You know, those, those, I'll those, take what we can get yeah, from them. So, um, it's, it's cool to be frustrated. I understand being frustrated. No, yeah, absolutely. Not throw, let's not go crazy and be like, well, we're not going to win ever again. The best team in MLB will lose 60 games guaranteed this year. And you want to know what? Aside from all that we just said, it's April 24th. April 24th. Too many of you guys watch too much football and they want, and like you go 0-2 and you're screwed in football. Here you go 0-2 and it's like, oh, it's a bad couple days, you know, whatever. April 24th. <laughs> Next question comes from Duncan Healy, our Alaskan friend. So I'm pretty certain you guys will be getting a lot of what's going on emails. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I look at the bright spots. Hansel Robles looks impressive. Love the Adam Rank podcast. I've heard him before. Seems like a great guy. Here's to a better next week, and he cheered us with a beer. Yeah. Hansel Robles, obviously, yeah, man, the undertaker. guy. No, he's, he's the Undertaker. Yeah, I uh, mean. And if you heard, if you heard that again, he mentioned the Adam Rank podcast. Go back, listen to it. If you subscribe, you should have already had it. He mentioned how um, Houston has Ric Flair mm-hmm. because of um, who started that. Did Reddick? Reddick, yeah. Reddick mm-hmm. used his walk up, used his his um, entrance music as his walk up song. So now, whenever they come to town, you hear a bunch of woos. So there you go. We got the Undertaker. So it's Houston comes to town. It's, you know, Ric Flair versus Undertaker. Oh, Something like that. Yes, I love that. <laughs> you know me, you guys. Yeah. Blazing Malfunsky Wrestling Podcast. Ah, uh, <laughs> cheap plug. Our next email comes from. I'm not sure if he's ever emailed before, but if you have, I'm sorry. But Derek Trainer says hello, guys. Board coming through last night was it was big. I hope that it's a sign of things to come. It's pretty hard to watch us lose to the Yankees team full of nobodies, but oh well, that's our situation. Any word on Heaney and Skaggs returns? So Heaney just threw his first bullpen session since going on the DL. So hopefully that means again. I don't I don't think he's gonna come back fairly quickly. Everyone seems to be thinking mid to late May from everything I'm reading. So what happens after that? I'm not sure. Um, Skaggs did a 40, 40 pitch bullpen yesterday. Felt good. He said, "Let's ready." He said, "Quote, ready to go." And then he wasn't lying because now the plan is for him to start on Friday against Kansas City. The first day he's eligible to come off the IL. So those guys are, are, are at least Skaggs will be a big lift in the in the rotation that the Angels definitely need. But yeah, so you know, Keeney still a little bit away. Skaggs Friday, so. You might be listening to this by the time he's pitching, so... I um, hope so. I hope so. I mean, uh, no matter what you want to say about Heaney and Skaggs, they're not aces or number two or number threes. Even if they're number two or number threes, we need them in our rotation. Need, I mean, and, and, I, and like I said, 
before the season, those two guys, those two guys are going to have to carry, whether it's carry them high or carry them low, what they do is going to determine um, how this team is. So if you think he's a two, fine, but you still need him to produce to give this team a chance. Yeah. So when he's out there and he's healthy like he was last year, and he's even said it too, if you listen to interviews on, on Fox Sports West, he said he, he was kind of banged up at the end of last year, and that's why he struggled. He, he in his words, lipped at, to the, towards the end of the year. So um, if he comes back healthy and ready to rock, that's something they definitely, definitely need. Yeah, and, and you never know. This this him being injured might be a, a blessing in disguise. Like, you know, just save his off, yeah. Yeah, arm. Uh, next question comes from Lauren Koch. She says, hey, hey. I'm nitpicking here, but Luke Curry cost us that game the other night. I know his home run put us on the board and it got us into extras, but he picks that cold throw. The guy's the guy is dead at the plate. Then that throw on the drop third strike. OMG. Anyways, let's not get swept by the Skankies, please. What did you think about that, Luke Curry? Uh, that, that, that's tough. That's that tough. play at the plate was tough because the way he was, and again, it has to do with the whole new rule as far as leave, letting the – a pass. A pass. Uh-huh. So he was kind of offset. Where if he's in the in in the in the um, in the base path, he's right. He'll he'll scoop it easy. But because he had to move over that bounce, I think mm-hmm. played a little bit. And it kind of it was a skip more, right. more like a yeah. boom, like you, you know? know. So I think that played a little bit into it, and that stuff happens. But you're right. If he catches it, the dude's out by you know. Yeah. The three. Feet. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was. He so was dead matter. to right. Drop third strike though is something that um, we didn't mm-hmm. talk about. It, but the whole boards thing on Friday, his pop fly. Um, where he didn't run it out, they dropped let the ball oh, drop, and they turned two, something like that. Ugh. It's just you know whether it's that or something like this with with Luke Roy. It's just a mental air where um, you're frustrated and maybe you're trying to yeah. do something yeah. a little bit harder, and you and you and that, it doesn't yeah. work the way you want, so you get frustrated. Same thing. Maybe Luke Roy just like I got to rush for whatever reason. We got to make a play. Let me just kind of airball them. I mean, oh, it was terrible. You had to put it on one guy a game, especially the way the team's been playing as a whole lately, but. Um, you know, the play of the plate, I don't really, that happens. I don't think that's fault either way. Yeah. yeah the, the drop third strike over the head of the first baseman is definitely not a good look. Yeah, and that board thing, man, that really got me mad. As a as a coach, a baseball coach, yeah, it really, oh, really up. Game, I saw, oh, I my saw God. Fly, I reached down for something, I think uh, like a popcorn or something like that, and I, and I look up, and the ball drops. I'm like, what the heck? And then sure enough, they toss it the second, I'm like, and Boar's nowhere to the first. I'm like, oh, crap. I open my Twitter. People are burying him. And, 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 and deserving, so, deserving. Deserving. So, but I'll, I, I will give him credit. And, we, again, like we talked about it. I'm going to plug it again because the interview was awesome. They had him rank podcast. He, he wore it. He, he no, that's came good. Out and said, good. Man know, up. He manned up. He didn't avoid. Like, you've seen so many times, even if it's not in baseball, in this sports in general, something they mess up or something happens, uh, no comment. No comment. Uh, yeah, no yeah. Move on. Move on. Yeah, I don't want to take questions. That's a clown question, bro. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm focused for tomorrow's game. No, he's knew it. I can't do that. That's unacceptable. He wore him, and for that, I will give him credit. Hopefully, that never happens again. Yeah. Um, People were talking about the play in, in in Chicago, and I don't I don't really blame him for that. He knew he was out. Yeah. Like he was out. Yeah. So it, what, that didn't make a difference. Yeah. Him walking away. He they would have reversed that call anyway. I don't blame him on that one. Yeah, but that, the one the other night that, that was. was really bad. Really bad. Last email comes from Edward Riscaino. He said, so I just heard that Cody Allen got demoted as a closer. Who do you guys want to see fit into the role? Robles, Garcia, Buttry. Love the rank interview, by the way. So, so and this is the one thing I was going to talk about, but we, um, I, I didn't want to get to it too soon. But, yeah, Cody Allen, as of, you know, pretty much on my way home from work, he got demoted as um, the the closer, the the um you know, everyday closer of the of the Angels, and now they're going to go to more of a bullpen by, by committee. committee, closer by committee, closer got closer by committee, and so like like the emailer said, like um, you have a couple options. I I personally would love to see um, Robles as the eighth and and Buttry as the ninth. I think that's I think that would work. But if you tell me it's the other way around, where Buttry's the ninth, or and Robles is the ninth, or Buttry's the eighth and Robles is the ninth, I'll take that too. You know. Um, Buttry was closing games at the end of last season as well. So he's got a little bit of experience. Hansel Robles has been doing an exceptional job, uh, except for just one game where he in Chicago where he gave up a few runs. But that happens. But every, I mean, the best bullpen guy is always going to have a handful of those games throughout the year. But I let me, let me ask you this, because this happened actually in the Seattle series, and people were not 
excited about it and didn't understand why and they wanted to fire Osmus and all that stuff. Seattle's been killing you. Their top of the lineup has been killing you. It's the sixth inning. You bring in Buttry to take, I think it was one, two, three. It was the, the one, two, three was due up. You bring uh, Buttry in to get through that part of the lineup. Even though you, you should probably, I mean, traditionally you'd save him for the eighth, ninth inning. How do you feel about him kind of being used as a guy where, okay, this part of the lineup is killing you. Let's bring him in early to get through that lineup and maybe let our one of our lesser guys deal with, you know, seven, eight, nine. I've always been an advocate for you put in the pitcher when you need to get outs. Right. I don't care what inning you're in. If you need this guy who is doing a good job and, he, he, you know, he's got good numbers against this team, you put him in in the sixth. I don't care if he's your eighth inning guy. You're in the sixth inning right now. You're in a situation where you need outs. You put the man in. Well, especially, too, when you've given up three home runs and all three of them have been from your top, the top part of that lineup where you have to get through. I kind of look back and, and think about it as um, Andrew Miller. Mm-hmm. Andrew Miller, when he was with the Indians and they had that long uh, – World Series run that, you know, obviously they, they end up losing to the Cubs, but he was like their quote-unquote like fireman. Whenever there was a fire, they brought him in, whether it was the fifth inning, the seventh inning, the ninth inning. Whenever they needed, you know, three outs because of the lineup was killing them or um, two on, one out, they bring him in. And I think if they don't use Buttree as a closer right now, I would love to see him kind of in that lineup, that role also where – we're in trouble. We need outs now because we don't want this game getting away from us. Or if it's tied, um, bring, bring him in, in. Get the outs you need now, and we'll figure out the rest later. I'm, I've always been a, uh, a guy that thought that uh, get the bring the guy in to, to get the to get outs, and regard regardless of, of of what and if he's an eighth or seventh inning guy, you bring him into the sixth. You bring him into the sixth. You know, right? So um, I definitely agree with that. I just I. I you know, I think the bullpen does have some weapons right now. I mean, obviously, you said it. Um, Robles and Budtree are probably the top two guys right now in that bullpen. Garcia is not bad. No, I like his. Out. I like his stuff. Yeah, um, gets guys out. Cam, people don't like mm. Cam. I think he's he's doing he's doing better than he did last year. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Even Anderson, he just got called up again. Anderson got called up again. He he went one two three last night in in the in the first inning he he was in, but then struggled a little bit in the second. So I think he is going to be one of those guys where he's a one inning guy we start getting guys back whether you put strand back down there or or pena back down the bullpen those can be your long guys or two to any guys and especially pena because i like the fact that he's a high strikeout guy but that hurts him as a start because his pitch counts at 60 and it's right. an inning kind of deal right and and even the guys who the angels are you know bringing up and down like a cole and a bard i like their arms you know they're right. not necessarily you know, buttery or robust level guys, but these are guys who can who have live arms and can get and guys out. They can be your, like we said, middle inning guys. Six, six, seven yeah. inning guys. And then, again, if everything kind of goes to plan, you can bring buttery, robust, or robust buttery. And, and you still do have Allen. Like, I know he struggled. Maybe a step back, lower stress situations is what he needs to kind of get um, his mojo going, getting back that confidence. Because, I mean, you know, playing the game. Confidence plays a big deal in it. When you're on, you can feel like no one can touch you. When you're off, you just feel like you're throwing beach balls up there and there's nothing you can do about it. So maybe putting him in a sixth inning, you know, in a 5-2 to two game um, where there's not necessarily a big pressure can help him in the long run. And then when he does get back to the form where the Angels thought he was going to be, um, you know, then maybe, maybe you, you have another weapon in the bullpen there. You know, you know what's the cool thing about everything is, you know, we're talking about Cole, Taylor Cole, Luke Bard, all these guys. You know, the awesome thing about everything. They're all going young. On? Not even just that. Oh, okay. We're <laughs> we're getting back Keenan Middleton and J.C. Ramirez sometime this season. Yes. And that only helps. Whether you put J.C. in the rotation or in the bullpen, mm-hmm. it's only going to help. You know, the situation, the staff as a whole. Exactly. I mean, that you're you're bringing in a closer at, after the All Star break. And Keenan Middleton, yeah. you're bringing in a guy in Jason Ramirez who won ten games, uh, double digit games a year, two years ago. And kind of going back to where we started at the beginning of the game when they when we started talking about the, the whole opener deal, JC is a perfect candidate for that. Could hit. throw two innings and then well, take no, no, him out. Not even that, he's a perfect candidate for that second guy that we don't know, we don't technically have a name for yet. Oh yeah, for sure. Bring him in after one after the first inning, and but he can go can, seven. I mean, can go you, six. Imagine, okay, let's put it this way: imagine Buttry and and. And Robles are killing it, okay? You keep them at the back end of the bullpen. 
imagine Middleton coming in for that first inning. You have JC after that, and then you can go, let's say, Allen, you know, getting better, Allen, and they can go, you know, Robles, Buttry. Yeah. Something like that can work. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just going to take time. It's going to take, um, you know, a couple of guys to get in, in their rhythm. Um, but then you have Otani and Upton coming back eventually. Uh, you know, Goodwin's killing us, so we're not so worried about the Upton deal. But Otani's going to be a huge, huge plus to this team. And I don't think a lot of, I think a lot of people are sleeping on that when, when he gets back, the offense changes dramatically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't pitch around a trout when an Otani's coming. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't necessarily say I'm gonna I'm gonna be careful right now because you know they got no one back to know. Dang, I got to pitch to Otani. Well, well, even then too, you okay, know? fine. Walk Trout. That's great. Now give Otani a chance to where if he hits one in the gap, Trout's scoring. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and there's not going to be. I mean, you look at protection wise. There's no real protection around Trout as far as power wise. Like okay, you can put Simmons behind him. You can put um, well, you can put whoever you want behind him, but it's not really that big home run threat yeah um you know simmons is hot and cold when he's when he's i still think he's really struggling when he's this balanced year. yeah when he, and you see it when he's balanced because he went on a little tear for uh for a while where he was <clears> hit <throat> per game he had like a, a three game multi-hit game streak going when he's balanced at the plate he's great but when he starts pulling the uh, God, whole just, beltre he, down in the knee reaching for stuff that's when he really struggles and and he, it's just so awkward it's so non-traditional the mm-hmm. way he he takes it, his approach at the plate i mean i love andleton i love him i i think he's been overachieving from the plate but i'll, t- I'll take anything I he think, can give us you know i think he again he came into the season at the end of last season said he wanted to gain weight to um, muscle up muscle to get more power numbers which is cool but now that it seems like that's not really working i think he needs to go back to what he was a Line drive through the box, kind of um, low, hard, you know. Right gaps. back up the right center field approach. Right, uh, yeah. Right up the middle. You know, occasionally you'll get those home runs. You'll run to those home runs. That, they'll come, but it seems like when you're out there searching for them, they seem to And it back. almost seems like in every at bat he's swinging for the for a fa- at least in one one swing oh, yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. for I, it. I think so too because it seems like he's he's reaching for it. Yeah. He's expanding that strike zone. Way too uh, aggressive. Gonna, yeah, which is going to hurt him in the long run because now right. the pitchers know it and they're like, okay, we'll go out here, we'll go out here, we'll go out here. So, um, you know, you get him back on track, you get Otani in the lineup, you get Trout is going to be Trout. You don't have to worry about that at all. Um, Goodwin keeps fire now. Goodwin, now love him. You Goodwin, Cole, Cole Goodwin when Upton comes back, that's gonna be very, very interesting to see. I mean, there's a there's gonna be a lot of time between now and when Upton comes back, so things can flip. You well, know, Goodwin can go on a, on, a, on a cold streak and and Cole can fire up, but how it stands now, it's it's gonna be hard to take Goodwin out of that lineup. Consistently. Yeah, I mean, when if 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 Cole continues to not produce, you got to look at that eventually somewhere down the line. And that to me, Cole's strug Cole's struggles, Cole's struggles, um, solidify to me that yeah, that he's not going to get resigned. You know, you got a guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Joe, you got Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh. Waiting in the wings. Unless he's willing to sign for a no, I, And even then, even then, I, I think. I think, because I, 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 I'm still not completely sold. Um, I'm not completely sold on on, on Joe because of his No injury. injury. Yeah, no, no doubt. He's, he said back, I'm not completely sold on him breaking camp next year with the team. Yeah. It doesn't mean he won't, he can't, he won't get called up in 2020 around. Yeah. Uh, June, July, but just because of the fact he has had a setback, he's still not back yet. Right? Yeah. People that are wondering, uh, Joe Adele is still not a back yet. He's still working back from his injury. He's posted some stuff the last couple of days where it makes you think that he's getting back out there, taking BP, taking right. uh, fielding practice, stuff like that. But the fact that he's now, we're now going to be in May and he still hasn't touched the field yet makes you feel that he's behind. Oh, yeah. So, no doubt. But, you know, if Cole doesn't sign for a one year deal, which is his prerogative, if he wants to go out there and test the market, that's fine. But, Mm. You know, you're going to have to, you know. Well, you know, and the Angels, they also have other options. You still got Fletcher who can play the awful position. You got, I don't know who, I don't know what position Rojas plays, but out down there in the, the middle infield. Okay, I think maybe like a third baseman, but you know, usually third basemen can play corner outfield position, especially right field. You know, um, Hermosillo's still in the system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, too, so yeah. yeah, but if Cole leaves, I think. 
they're okay. Not that they're okay, but I feel like he's leaving and the Angels are okay with that. Eventually, I honestly, and and after I talk after our my interview with um, after I talked with uh, Adam Rank, we kind of talked a little bit after we done recording, and I had it out there that. That spot, Cole's spot in right field is eventually, again, I don't think it's going to be next year, but eventually it's going to be occupied by Brandon Marsh. He's like, the, yeah, yeah. he's going to be the same guy. Yeah. Left handed bat. Left handed bat that can, has a hose. Like, for people that haven't seen him play, has, didn't make his, their way out for um, Inland Empire, or, or I don't know how many people live in, or live in Alabama that are listening to us, but if you are, shout out. Um, Dude has an arm. He threw yeah. a guy from right field last year at third, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. And if you watch the spring training games, everyone's really um, up on his defensive skills. Hot take for you. Right now, I'm saying it. Put it on the record. We're on Instagram. I better think that. I think Joe Adele, because of his athleticism, he will make it to the major leagues faster. It might last longer. Mm-hmm. But if you measure their peaks, him and Marsh, I think their peaks will be the same. Yeah, because I think Brandon's already taken a bet. He's already a better defensive player mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. because you see Joe sometimes you know his his routes are a little shaky, but he's so athletic he makes, he makes up, up for it. Easily. Just like Mike Trout, exactly. He makes yeah. up for it easily. Now that's something he can work on. And he can be tons better, say in two or three years. But Brandon already has that down. Mm-hmm. Brandon's a really good outfielder, knows how to play that that center field position or even you know right field. Either moving him all over the place last year, but I think when when Brandon's at their peak and Joe's at their peak. They're going to be the same kind of player, um, you know, great defensive players. Brandon has a better arm. Offensively, I think they're going to be really good. So I would not be surprised if Brandon is kind of like the the forgotten outfielder until he kind of comes up and is like, oh, yeah, that's right. We had him this whole time. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think the future looks bright there in the outfield. And that's why I think, you know, Cole Calhoun probably not re-signing at the end of the season. And especially the Angels aren't going to take – if he continues to struggle the way he has been, it just that you just can't happen. You can't right. give a guy a deal for that. So, anyway, all right, that that's gonna wrap it up for us. I think you guys um, check us out again. We'll be back at it next week. I'm not sure if it's gonna be Wednesday or Thursday, but yeah, we'll it'll be one of those days. Again, follow us. The best way to do is follow us on Instagram, um, Halo underscore Haven, um, and then same thing with Twitter. Twitter's the same way, Halo underscore Haven. Um, we're on there all the time. So whenever we post, whenever we decide when we're gonna do it, we will. Uh, post it up there. Um, also, go follow our partners, Armchair Angels. Again, it's at Armchair Angels on Twitter. They're, um, again, our partners. We're trying to help them. They're helping us. So um, definitely go out, follow them. Um, but yeah, so definitely check us out. All um, all Angels Podcast at gmail.com. Halo underscore Haven on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, we're on Instagram Live. Um, you know, so. Definitely check us out. Follow us. Oh, and then too, before we go, I it, it was really cool. Last week I did a whole logo. Oh yeah, logo the bracket bracketology. Yeah. So if you're watching on Instagram Live, the hat I am wearing is actually the hat or the logo that won the whole tournament. Right. Damn, now. I should have worn mine. I have the same hat. There you go. Oh wow. Synergy. Um, but now this week we are doing a logo of the minor league system. We will eventually do like players and all that stuff, but. Um, definitely check us out for that too it's fun you know vote once a day kind of deal it's just kind of keep the fans entertained and, and keep them engaged and just kind of just see how the masses feel about certain things angel related so right now we're doing minor league team logos so you have the 66ers the bees the uh, burlington bears the one up right now um wednesday is the trash pandas mm-hmm. so again that's gonna be the double a affiliate next year so again, awesome yeah check us out and the only way you can check that out is, again, on Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on our Instagram Instagram uh, stories and all that. Same thing, Halo underscore Haven. So, and that, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. I am Johnny Mags. I am Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast, part of the Armchair Media Network. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. 
The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.